Hi, thank you for downloading Faraway Fan. I just like to ask you if I can to rate the show. It'll help introduce us to new listeners. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Faraway Fan Pod. That's Faraway Fan Pod. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. I'm Rohan, and I'm a fan of Liverpool Football Club. Hi, Rohan. Hi. How are you, How doing? Are you doing? I'm good. Thanks that we could do this. No problem. And at this uh, lovely late hour on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been pending a while. So. Yeah, so we've been chatting a bit. Yeah. And uh, I'm really keen to hear some more. Mm-hmm. But as it has become customary on the pod, I must ask you the very first question. Okay. How was the coconut water? <laughs> <laughs> coconut water was excellent. I'm actually not a huge fan of the drink itself, but it's good. Really? I can I can take it at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> so tell me, how and why Liverpool? So I think it's a it's been a family thing. Um, my dad's a Liverpool fan. My uncle's a football fa- a Liverpool fan. His son is a Liverpool fan. Um, I think it started with my uncle when he moved to England sometime in the 1980s and it just kind of went from there. And I picked up on this um around about when we won the Champions League in 2005. Okay. Um I w- I didn't actually watch it at that point. I didn't I haven't watched the match um at all since then except for like the highlights of the goals. Okay. But um there was excitement and mm. I think I picked up on that and okay. kind of started from then. So your uncle you said he lives in Liverpool? He used to live in Liverpool. He moved to England back in the 80s sometime and I think he moved to Liverpool at some point. He lives just outside London now. Yeah. Okay. So he was like a proper Liverpool fan with a yeah. season ticket and he he is a proper Liverpool fan with a season ticket now. Um I'm sure back then he was some kind of Liverpool fan. Yeah. But uh, I know uh, he he definitely goes to like 5 or 10 games a season now I think. Because you bought up uh, 2005. Mhm. And you haven't even seen the highlights? I've seen the highlights of course. Everyone's seen the highlights. Okay. But it seems like um it would be a very f- painful 45 minutes of to watch <laughs> followed by you know everyone's going to watch those three goals anyway and then the penalty shootout. So I've seen all the good bits. I wanted to do was just go through with you the 2005 mm-hmm. match if yep. you can. Sure. If you're up for it. Mhm. So Maldini scores in the very first minute. Mm-hmm. A 36-year-old Maldini yep. scores in the very first minute. Right. Then Liverpool gets it into the box. Appeal for a handball. Yeah. Denied. Milan get it on the counter. Yep. And score. Score again. Again. Yeah. This is the 36th minute mm-hmm. now. Crespo gets the ball, puts in another. Yeah. It's the 44th minute. Mhm. 3-0 at half time. 3-0 at half time. Okay. And the crowd starts singing. you will never walk alone i've seen the highlights <laughs> so yeah it's uh, i haven't honestly had the chance to experience that myself but i'd love to i'd love to be in a match where we came back from 3-0 down and that, watch that that's like, some yeah. comeback man because yeah. and you know i was watching it and i mean, it had to be gerard right yeah. to score that it, it had it, to be it had to be yeah. so i'm watching it and you know you see that first goal go in and there's this kind of glimmer of hope Yeah, and it, it. I think it gave us something to, yeah, to fight towards. Hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to the Barcelona match, which I'm sure we're going to talk about at some point. Yeah. So 
goal in the seventh minute, I think it was, or maybe the eighth minute, and things just kind of picked up from there. So I I wasn't going to watch that match, um, the the Barcelona one. Mm-hmm. I had pretty much given up on it, and um, you know I figured I'll just wake up the next morning and see what the results are. And for some reason or the other, I stayed awake. I figured I'd watch you know ten minutes and go to sleep, and then Divock Origi scores in the seventh minute, and. I, I don't know if you remember the rest of the first half was pretty quiet like it was it was a good match but nothing much really happened and at some point uh, Messi missed a goal that he'd normally score in his sleep and uh, my wife and I were both watching it so at that point I told her you know things are not going Barcelona's way we're going to win this game it must have been like the 30th minute we were 1-0 up in the game 3-1 down on aggregate and it just felt like we were going to win and yeah one hour later it's it's hard to be a neutral in this when you have a comeback like this mm-hmm. it's hard because by this point you you kind of pick the side yeah. even if you're a neutral sure. you and at this moment everyone's a kind of a liverpool fan you've seen you know that that moment that that feeling i'm looking at this thing and i'm thinking man this guy it's a feeling and everyone loves the underdog everyone loves the underdog yeah. that's that's another thing that's a kind of a running theme here in the podex in yeah. fact <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean um, it must have been quite something to be there on that night so my uncle who started this whole thing in our family he was there that night at istanbul oh really yeah so he and his son had both gone if i have the story right um, and yeah it must have been the the night of a lifetime i'd love to have been there for that what was your first match that you saw after that um i don't honestly remember so um i probably started watching a few matches you know in the mid 2000s and then i i spent a couple of years in england um in living in manchester between 2008 and 2010 um i watched a couple of football matches live there mm-hmm. none of them liverpool i didn't even go to anfield right and uh, but that's when i really started watching it seriously and i think i probably became crazy about it in the 2013 14 season back when we almost won it and we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that a little later Have you been to Anfield? I have not. No, it's it's on my bucket list. I've never been to Liverpool, but it's on my list of places to go. So um, uh, when I was living there, I never. It just didn't happen. Um, too busy. Um, not enough money. Too far away. Whatever. Some combination of all of it. Student life. And um, yeah, I haven't actually been there since. So um, it's it's definitely needs to change. I've been waiting for the right match to um, be able to plan a trip there. You think you'd try and make it? for the last few games maybe um so from what i've read and heard this season it's impossible to get tickets at any kind of affordable prices um there was a point at the beginning of the year when i considered buying a ticket to a random late match in the season mm. i think it was maybe the is was it the not the chelsea match one of the last games of the season and i never ended up and um i'm told that now you can't get a ticket for anything short of a couple of thousand pounds so So not this time, but but some sometimes. Okay, so who are the biggest rivals for Liverpool? The biggest rivals, um, I mean, domestically, Everton has to be on the list just right. because they're Everton and you know it's the derby. But I think more realistically, it's probably City now. Mm. Um, at least in my head, they're the biggest rivals. City, City versus Liverpool, Liverpool versus City. They're the biggest games of the season for me. um people say united but like every united game i have ever watched has been an absolute anticlimax um it's 
defensive both teams have kind of played pretty averagely and it's gone nowhere the city games are on fire from the moment they start to the moment they end so yeah city is the the name for me for the moment now i'm coming to the good part which mm-hmm. is i asked you who is your club legend yeah so it's got to be gerard right there's no other no other name that any liverpool fan can can put up there the the sad part for me is that a lot of gerard happened before i really started watching liverpool seriously mm. right but from all accounts and from whatever i have watched he was a presence on the pitch right um players kind of like he gave the game a lot of direction um he kind of um, he controlled the game in his own way and also you know every once in a while he'd pop up with those shots from 40 yards out and score a absolutely crazy goal not to mention the kind of the goal he scored at uh, istanbul and so on so i think he he did everything short of win a premier league title which is definitely one of the things i most regretted about that 2013 14 season and gerard is very emotionally driven yeah, you get he, this feeling that you know that he's got the pressure of the world on him yeah so i think that that was definitely true in the last couple of seasons um 2013 14 as well as the next one when i think liverpool weren't doing quite so well and it was likely his last season mm-hmm. so yeah there was definitely a lot of pressure on him at that point but uh, from like all the highlights i've seen of gerard over the years he had so much emotion he went nuts every time either he or the team scored a goal and yeah was, i think every team needs at least one player like that probably more but at least one i think henderson's very similar in in that way like you see him going all over the pitch screaming at everyone um, going out of his mind every time someone scores when he scores even so yeah, i think there's a lot of parallels to be drawn there i don't think we'll see that sort of a player again you know one club man uh in this era it might be a little rare yeah there to have yeah. somebody of, of that kind of captain who's there throughout came up through the academy uh yeah so people are saying that now about you know who about trent alexander arnold right so i don't know there's he's, he's still 21 there's like he's hopefully got like 15 years of his career left but who knows maybe he could be the next he could be he could be he he's shaping up to be it for sure so okay, i think he checks off everything you mentioned academy boy local liverpool you see him as captain yeah i think he will stick around for sure like maybe like four five six years on the line if he's still in liverpool or that he's the captain no question about it of course those crosses of his are wonderful they're outstanding yeah he's uh, he's been one of the most exciting players to watch this season for sure and it feels like when he has an off day liverpool has an off day it's actually almost that connected and uh, i i was listening to uh, to another podcast actually about liverpool i don't quite remember which one and uh, they were talking about the fact that um, he as a player like his style of play is almost entirely down to klopp because mm-hmm. klopp's the only manager who would play him in this kind of position mm-hmm. and in this position allow him to do the kind of stuff that he's good at because uh, he still doesn't play regularly for england which is quite uh, it's quite amazing yeah considering that uh, his competition i think is Kieran Trippier and Kyle Walker both of whom are perfectly competent but i i don't think either of them is as exciting to watch as Trent for sure so we have to talk about the slip now the slip yeah <laughs> do we have to can we just not skip past that and just move on so, so liverpool at this stage it was i think 3 games to go in the season mm-hmm. if i'm not wrong um we just lost henderson to a red card the previous game 
right and a lot of people are saying this season that you know henderson's influence that season was understated right so three games to go the season was in our control at that point right mm-hmm. if we won and you know city could do what they what they wanted and we we'd have the title and mourinho at mourinho had anfield i think it was yeah mm-hmm. yeah and from minute 1 the game was just defensive um it looked like i mean watching the game 10 minutes in it kind of looked like the game could just easily go to a 0-0 draw which would have been fine right i th- i think if i remember the numbers right that we would still have won the title or it would have still have been in our control at that point but uh, that's that slip it's just it was painful to watch now there's something a little ironic about it i i don't know if you notice this in the goal celebrations later there's a familiar face there one mohammed salah oh really oh, i i haven't actually noticed that but yeah i'm uh, i'm happy that whole thing that whole story can be turned around now and um, it would be um, delightful if we could if we could have won the title by beating mourinho uh, but i think that's we played both our games against him this season so that's not going to happen but yeah the slip was painful it was not my favorite game to watch and it was one of those things where you know i draw parallels to the watford game of last week everything mm-hmm. in the season had been going so perfectly up to that point and then that game just shut it down so i'm hoping watford is just a blip this season but we'll we'll see so i'm going to ask you now about people who you feel didn't get their praise while at the club or still at the club yeah so i think uh, henderson is the obvious name there the problem with henderson was um, up until maybe last season um people weren't really sure what he was doing what he was there for there always seemed like there was a better choice in uh, in midfield but um i think this season he's kind of he's he's upped his game a bit for sure he's uh, like he provides so much more energy on the pitch this time he's uh, provides direction um and and you can see that he's being missed now i think the last he's not been played the last three games and you've seen what's happened so i'm not saying it's just down to henderson but there's certainly something there so that captain's influence yeah the captain's influence um just the fact that he's actually a more creative uh, midfielder than pretty much anyone else in our midfield at the moment i think um he has had a two or maybe three fantastic assists so far this season a couple mm-hmm. of decent goals so he's it's not just the captain's influence he's also like um doing the real numbers stuff on the pitch and that's something i think in our midfield at the moment is definitely a bit of a problem i can see that uh why people would make the reference and even you have just now to gerard mm-hmm. uh though he's he may not be that that kid who came through the academy and all of that but he's just somebody who kind of imbibes the the spirit of the club yeah and he may not be the kid who came through the academy but at this point i think he's been at liverpool almost 8 years which is something in itself i don't know how many footballers actually stick around at a single club for 8 years it's the next best thing to being a you know one club footballer i think so but yeah he's quite something i've enjoyed watching him play this season that's for sure the name you mentioned was firmino which i was surprised about yeah. um why does that surprise you i th- i think people talk about him i don't think he i think he gets a so i think he gets overshadowed by the players to the left and right of him right for sure um and fair enough i mean sala came in and he scored 43 goals or something in his first season this year mane has been on fire for most of the season so you can see why for me no 
uh, gets a little bit overshadowed by them. But um, just like with Henderson, he's so noticeable in the games he doesn't play. Like, there's no comparison as far as I'm concerned. So there was a time ago when, um, uh, you know, it, it's every footballer's, every football fan's question, right? Who's the one player at your club who you think your club would be in trouble if they, you know, if they got bought by Barcelona? And um, like people, most of the people I spoke to used to say, you know, Salah or uh, Mane, few used to say Van Dijk and all fair enough. But I think there's a case for Van Dijk. But other than that, the only person I'd put up there is Firmino. Because he seems to, like the whole, the front three definitely don't work without him. Like he, he's kind of the, the engine and they score all the goals. That's, that's what it feels like. Um, on this spot, we like to give some love to goalkeepers as well. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Liverpool's had an interesting goalkeeping kind of history, haven't they, over the last few years. Um, so Allison's Allison's a bit quirky. Like he he makes me very nervous at times. Right? Um, less so this season. I think he's kind of toned it down a little bit. But there were certainly times last season when you could just see him, you know, uh, giving away an easy goal for no reason whatsoever. I, I think it happened once or twice with Leicester in his yeah with Leicester. I think that was the first stupid goal he ever conceded, trying to take on Vardy in his own penalty box or something. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, he is absolutely outstanding and. Uh, like the one moment that kind of uh, exemplifies that is his assist for Salah against uh, United mm. maybe three or four months ago. Yeah, I don't think you could, uh, I don't think any other goalkeeper in, definitely any other Liverpool goalkeeper, probably most other goalkeepers in the world wouldn't have been able to pull that off. So, this is where I bring in Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, the goalkeeper we've talked about, we talked about Alisson. Yeah. That's definitely, you guys went in or the most expensive goalkeeper? Only for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and the most expensive defender. Mm-hmm. That was it. Business done. You'll yeah. shut shop then. Pretty much. We are, I, have we bought a... I don't think we made a big signing since. Yeah. And and like you rightly mentioned, you saw that influence very clearly from him. He's yeah. also another one with great uh, leadership. Yeah. I think that's that's part of it since you b- brought it up. like You can see him yelling at the back line. For sure. And um, I have no doubt that keeps things, you know, kind of steady. Um, the kind of high line we are able to play now um, since Van Dyke came in. Um, I, I, I don't have the stats or the numbers, but it looks like we're a good 10 yards higher up the pitch than we used to be. I forget which game, but uh, it was in the dying minutes of the game. You, you might remember it and help me out here. It was the dying minutes of the game. There was an opportunity for a free kick and Van Dyke's in the box. And he makes these gestures to Shakiri, basically saying, "Shakiri, you take it. Mm-hmm. You just please take it." Yeah. And he, he goes on. He's yelling. He's yelling. He's yelling. Sure enough, Shakiri then steps up, and and I I love that moment because um, you know you you see, and and it's it's in moments like that you can see that why he is such a big influence. Mm-hmm. That kind of decision, I don't think he, he may have been captain. Uh, I can't remember who else was on the pitch. He might have been. Yeah. Might have been captain. But that's that's proper leadership. And that's somebody who understands the game. Yeah. Who understands what his fellow player can do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because... Uh, and it, it was hilarious at the time. Yeah. Because I'm watching him. He's he's a tall guy, like you mentioned. Waving his arms. Yelling yeah. at <laughs> <laughs> Shakiri yeah. to step up, step up. And that was... 
a really great moment and ended up winning and uh, what is it yeah i'll tell you something it's not a coincidence that every other central defender who plays alongside him looks fantastic mm-hmm. right it's happened with it's happened with gomez now of course and gomez is great but it also happened with lovren right? mm-hmm. and i don't think too much of lovren right mm-hmm. it happened with matip right mm-hmm. it seems to happen to every player who plays alongside van dijk they just look better i'm sure there's something to it one of the uh, one of the happiest sights yeah. i've ever seen on is um, i don't know if you've ever been to amsterdam but mm-hmm. uh, as you're landing um, the only thing that catches your eye is there are just football fields everywhere really right? yeah like literally every village has a school i i mean i i guess it's a school mm-hmm. and that school has its football field and as you land if you're on a clear day you can see like maybe a hundred of these football fields just in 5 minutes do you like to travel yeah i do i love to um as as often and as you know as long as i can so what has been your most uh, memorable trip um there's a few of them um i spent a couple of weeks in um in the netherlands and in belgium um last year sometime that's definitely been one of the fun ones when i was actually staying right next to the ajax uh, stadium yeah so unplanned i didn't know it was there we just booked a hotel and it happened to be right next door so that was one um i've gone back to england a couple of times after college and um, i love all my trips there as well i just love the country so it's uh, it's a fun place yeah. so and certainly there's a liverpool trip or three on the cards so i'm hoping to go back there pretty frequently in the future any young players you're looking forward to seeing um yeah a few of them actually um so there's uh, curtis jones okay. uh, curtis jones and javier elliot i think are the two uh, i think they're the two young players who are likely to stick around in the liverpool side for a while i think the rest of them are, are probably going to go elsewhere to get more game time or you know to break into the premier league and so on but i think these two are going to stick around and uh, harvey elliot looks fantastic every time i see him um I, i i like the idea that we have another player who's willing to take a shot from you know 30 yards out i think we need a couple more of them that's why i'm always very happy to see oxley chamberlain on the pitch because in liverpool's current style of playing the the regular front three and our regular midfield aren't really that kind of player mm. they all want to be in the box they want to be you know uh, doing these one twos to each other until the last possible minute and then take one shot from 6 yards out but it's it's good it's fun to have a player who's you know willing to shoot from the from the from the halfway line yeah. so uh, harvey elliot certainly looks like he might be one of them so definitely excited to see him curtis jones was one of the players i think who did really well in the match you just spoke about mm. where um, you know klopp threw a tantrum but uh, <laughs> and yeah he 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 looks great every um, in most of the games i've seen him so he's played at this point must be four or five games this season in the afl cup and the fa cup yeah and he's definitely been the 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 star out of that uh, kind of b team that's for sure so i hope they stick around be fun so my wife's a huge liverpool fan at this point i'd probably say she's a bigger fan than i am and i think it's fair to say that um she's also you know you asked me a few minutes ago whether i was a fan of liverpool history mm. so she is more certainly okay. yeah much more than i am and um she's obsessed with it at this point and so 3 years ago she didn't watch she like hadn't barely heard of football hadn't watched a single game and so on i think she just got infected so one of those things that happens you know when 
every weekend, Saturday evening, there's at least one match on, probably four matches, right? And I'm spending eight hours in front of the TV. I think she she also must have picked up on that. So certainly she's she's got infected by it. And um, one of the things that's uh, kind of helped with that is uh, Fantasy Premier League. So I played it for one season and I got super stressed out because there's always a point in uh, FPL where you know you have to make a decision that goes against the interest of your own club. Mm. Like you've got to put Aguero on the team or you know you have to bench Mane or something like that. And, and it, uh, if you're a Liverpool fan, sometimes it can be really painful. So I played for a season. I did pretty well, but then I gave up. It was just too stressful for me. But uh, yeah, but she plays she plays FPL very seriously this year. I think she's broken into the top few hundreds in India this point really yeah <laughs> so th- that's something i've never tried um it's for the same reasons that you mentioned it, it just sounds like too much stress man yeah so um, and sh- she gets stressed make no mistake about it but um, but she seems to be doing pretty well yeah. so i think she had a she's had two or three game weeks where the world in general did pretty badly and she did slightly better than pretty badly so she's climbed up many thousands of ranks now. You came pretty close last year. And yeah, one <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would call more than pretty close, but I'll, I'll so, give you that. So this year, this, are you worried? I'm not worried, no. I think um, I think realistically, 22 points is enough of a lead at this point to win the title. Right? Um, I, I would have loved for it to uh, be an invincible year. Sadly, that's not going to happen. But I think there's still a good number of records to win along the way. I'm hoping you break at least a few of them. At this point, I'd be very disappointed if we just won the title. Let me put it that way. So the, the you're still up for the Champions League run? Yeah. So um, there's a huge game coming up this week. Unfortunately, one of the big figures we mentioned is out injured for the game. Allison's not playing. Mm. Not playing this weekend for sure. Probably not playing the midweek game as well. So that's a that's a big loss. But I'm I'm hoping we can... Uh, still win. 1-0 seems like something we could overcome. Especially after Barcelona last year. I think you got to have that in mind. <laughs> I asked you also about a footballing memento. Yeah. You have a pretty interesting one. Yeah, so I have a few actually. I have a, I have a Liverpool flag at home. Um, I also have a copy of James Milner's uh, biography that's uh, been signed by him. So that's something I'm going to hold on to for a while. Yeah. Right at the very very beginning, there were signed copies available online. So I just made sure to order a couple of them and I have them at home. Superb. Yeah. And if you haven't read it, I'd recommend it. It's a, it's a really, really fun book. Yeah. It's a really clever book because all he's done is he's taken questions that people have asked him on Twitter over the years and he's typed up answers and had them edited. And it's just a Q&A, the whole book. Hmm. There's, there's no other structure to it. It's just Twitter question followed by his answer. And that's it for 200 pages. But he is extremely entertaining. Liverpool has a lot of these uh, very commanding leadership figures. We've talked about Van Dijk. We've talked about... Uh, Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. We've talked about uh, the upcoming, maybe next, captain in mm-hmm. Trent Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. And Milner. yeah, Milner fits the, same, fits the same bill for sure. There's a question in there somewhere about someone asking him when he was planning to retire... Or, uh, you know, when he saw his career slowing down. And I think his comment to that was he's in his early 30s, right? 
which is and his like retirement is many many years off for him and he figures if he just keeps working as hard as he does which by all accounts is mm. outrageously hard mm. then you know he'll be able to carry on for a few more years and uh, i think that's probably that same attitude even on the pitch that that does it for him so that's it from me ron okay thank you so much for being on the pod no, anything no, no, else it's a pleasure anything else well i'm going to wish myself and liverpool fans the best of luck for the title this year and like i said hopefully it's more than just the premier league title but we'll keep our fingers crossed cool thanks ron again for being on the pod no, no.